0: This is Smitty Smith.
1: This is Vi.
0: Welcome to ENA, the Everything and Anything podcast. Today we have a special guest on the show.
1: Yes, we do. We have an educational consultant, author of You Got the Right One and owner of the PFCE champion, Mr. Chris Teal, or should I say Dr. Teal?
2: No, not yet. Not, not yet. yet? Not yet. Okay, so. I got to earn it. Aren't you doing it. that now? Yes.
1: Okay, so let's talk about that. What's going on with your educational journey?
2: Uh, Well, I'm in my, uh, the end of my second year in my uh, educational doctorate degree.
1: Wow, educational doctorate
2: Yeah, so it's an EDD, not a PhD.
1: Okay, explain the difference, because I don't know. A
2: PhD (laughs) is psychology.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. and
2: the edd there's like you know there's different doctor degrees for th- different doctors or whatever so there's medical doctor doctor of psychology doctor of education doctor of marketing doctor of all of that stuff okay so, oh yeah. wow yeah. all right well that's something that i didn't know
1: yeah no i
2: sure didn't <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know that
1: at all what do you plan on doing with it
2: uh charging more <laughs> 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 no. No, but, um so, well, I already, I already like, you know, run run. Every Child Needs a Champion and com and everything. Um, so I will be charging more. <laughs> but I will, i have more information, so.
1: Okay, so now you said you're two years in. How many yeah. more years left?
2: I don't know. Because uh, I take breaks. I don't okay. want to be, I don't want to go crazy, so. Okay, so uh, you space it out. Yeah, space it out. Like, I didn't, I took, I took six months off this year. Okay, so yeah.
1: what is
2: that, like, one semester, right? Uh, couple class. I mean, it's, it's hard to explain. It's not like not like undergrad.
1: I haven't been to school in a, yeah, <laughs> in a so, long
0: time. <laughs> so I take
2: classes here and there. I take three classes. I mean, I take, I take one class at a time. So I mm-hmm. take three classes in a, in a row okay. and then chill. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's so cool. You're it out. Yeah.
1: So now what school are you going
2: to? University of Phoenix, online. Nice. Partially online.
0: Well, that's okay. cool. Uh, now how, how does that work, you know, doing school online? I that love
2: it. That doesn't get
1: boring. Like me, I like to be, you know, asking questions, yeah. hearing other people and their points of view. And sometimes it helps me remember more because I never studied for tests. I just remember what I learned in class and with homework, and I was good. Nerd.
2: Right. So online is, is interesting. And this is partially online. Like I have to go to residency for uh, for certain times, like 10 days at a time, five days at a time in either phoenix arizona or arlington virginia mm. so i've already been to two residencies Oh, so
0: you actually have a fly to phoenix yeah. arizona
2: yeah because they want to make sure that you're who you are oh okay yeah especially at this level it's a, oh wow yeah. oh nice
1: wow, yeah. well it makes sense
2: but you can't just
0: give anybody a doctor that's yeah. online
2: yeah but online is a little harder too online is it it's a lot of discipline like Let's so every every week every week you have a, a a paper due. So every let's say Monday night you have to be done with a paper that might be like two thousand words. Mm-hmm. And you might not you might procrastinate. It's not it's real natural to procrastinate, right? So you might take off Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday and then <laughs> then the weekend is almost there and you're like, damn, I didn't even start. Yeah. And then you have to cram two thousand words in and then you also have to do participation. Which is two hundred and fifty words or three hundred words six eight times. Eight times a week. So that's the class participation. Oh. So you can't be the quiet kid in class. <laughs> yeah. Oh, online my God. Wow, that's online you have to online you have to participate because it goes towards your weekly grade.
1: Mm. Okay, so for yeah. anyone out there who was thinking that online was easier and better, there it is. So now is that what brought you into writing this book? The educational
2: Uh, sort of. Okay. The the book actually brought me into working on my doctorate, Mm. which is sort of ironic.
1: It is. Yeah. So the book is called "You Got the Right One," which I read. Both me and my partner read. So good job and congratulations. Thank you. Once again. Thank
3: you. Thank you. I I appreciate the read. Thank you. (laughs) I love.
1: I love the fact that as I was reading, because you are from Queens. Sasa. South Side, we outside. Yes.
0: You <laughs> was very he was very descriptive on the characters and the location. Like, the way you were describing, like, the the, the Burger King and the, and the KFC and everything like you that. You could
3: almost smell the I, food. Yo, and... <laughs> yeah, yo. Because <I, laughs> yeah.
0: the way you describe it, like, I already pitched it in my head. Like, all right. I know like, you're going to go straight, make a right, make yep. a left. Yeah, right I
1: know exactly where you were. And it, it, I don't know. It was making me feel good. It's almost like when for brooklyn people i always bring this up when they say yo brooklyn where you at stand up mm-hmm. you know you get that sense of that pride, fi- that sense of yeah, pride. so i'm reading this book and it's like yo i know exactly where that is that's right yeah. around the corner." Mm-hmm. you know because
0: a lot of people can't read books and be like you know what i know exactly yeah. where, like we're
2: talking about
1: yeah you just gotta okay this is a description okay i'm using my imagination like nah i already knew yeah. right. so let's talk about the themes of this book
2: Okay. That first theme of being very descriptive, Mm -hmm. I did that on purpose because I wrote it for August Martin, uh, Andrew Jackson, Springfield, Hillcrest, High Schools, schools. Okay, all of those high schools in the area. Mm -hmm. I want them to be able to understand that I'm from there Mm -hmm. so that I could get, so i would be able to reach them. Okay. Yeah. It's written for me to speak to high school kids. Okay, Okay. so that's your audience. Yeah. Okay, high school,
1: and you went to which high school?
2: August Martin, all day.
1: August Martin, Skyriders.
2: Yo, Hillcrest, stand up. And Falcons. I mean, Falcons. (laughs) Falcons is football, but the basketball team we were the Skyriders. So.
1: Okay, Skyriders.
2: Blowing yellow.
0: I wasn't on no team. I just just went to school. (laughs) I got okay grades.
1: I mean, (laughs) you don't really look like you was on a team, but anyway. So.
0: Could (laughs) have played football.
1: Nah, I know him too well to know that oh, okay. he wasn't playing no football Actually,
0: I was playing football
2: See?
1: Oh, really? Yeah What, was, what position? That is, don't,
0: don't seem interested in me now Alright, go back, go back to this book, all Right? <laughs> <laughs> seem interested now so, Oh, no, he looked like he didn't play football <laughs> Oh, you did? Let's talk about No, no, it's not my interview, all Right? This is his interview Okay, so right. now
1: with the themes of the book So your audience were high school kids yes. But in it, it talks about a kid who This is what I was telling my partner about the boy in the book was just a regular kid. You know then. I'm the boy in the book. You are.
2: I'm the boy in the book.
1: Mm. Oh, so yes. this is uh what do you call it when it's um a, a memoir?
2: I ne- uh yeah, autobiography uh a, a excerpt of my life or of some sort. I didn't even I didn't say my name in the book until maybe the third chapter, I think. Mhm. So yeah, I just jumped in. Like saying, it could have been anybody. I just, yeah, I jumped in like I was on the corner of Rockaway and, and the conduit and, and took it from there.
1: Well, let's well, tell us, give us a brief synopsis of the book before we dive into certain things.
2: All right. So um, just to straight up just say it, I ended up falsely arrested by the 113th precinct on Baisley and 168th Street in Queens, New York uh the precinct in rochdale village detectives there um they ran down on me guns drawn out and now i have a a felony on my record for something that i didn't actually do
1: wow Mm. and this happened when because you said high school so this is back in 1999 this happened
2: this happened um my freshman year of college no my senior year of college i'm bugging my senior year of college
1: so that was in 2006. That was around
2: 2007 because I took I did uh, two part-time semesters okay in college and yeah two thousand
0: and
1: seven, and this happens every day yep. every day all the time whether you hear about it or not is definitely happening okay so then yep. you were falsely arrested so you wrote the book about the how it happened and right. what happened after yeah because okay. yep. when I was reading the book when the character did get arrested what I took from it is being in that holding pen. When you grow up in a neighborhood, you know which kid is a knucklehead. Right. You know which kid is gonna make it. The ones that you wanna look out for because those are the ones that you say, look, I know I'm a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Or I know I'm not gonna make it that far, but I know this kid will. Right. And you kinda wanna always help them. Right. So when you do see them in a place such as a holding pen, it kinda brings you back like, yo, what are you doing here right like it, it almost makes you feel like damn did I fail you yeah like what's going on Let, help me help you, that's, you actually that's actually in the book that's actually in the book
2: too uh I when I was arrested in a, in a, in, a, in a different situation where I had um a suspended license okay I walk into the cell and my whole hood is in there like wow literally my whole neighborhood is in there just like sure. laying on the floor. Sitting on the bench and all of that stuff. So I mean, they and probably was doing like a sweep. Yeah, they did a sweep on God Brewer yeah, and 134, like right? So I walk right. in to the cell and they're like, yo, Chris, what are you doing here? Because everybody knows. Like, I'm not, I've never been a knucklehead. I've never been into no nonsense. So, um, yeah, my, my hood definitely looks out for me and makes sure I got old heads and and people my age that, all like, nah, you're the one that's going to be doing... This, 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 and that. Like, even when I was playing ball, I was, like, dunking on everybody. They were like, yo, you need to play ball. You need to go overseas. When I was in school, they were like, you need to do this, you need to do that. When I started teaching, they're like, yo, this is what you need to be doing. So everybody really been looking out for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely got that from it. And what exactly is it that you were trying to teach these high school kids with this book?
2: All right. So the theme, the main theme uh, is that you could be doing anything. You could be doing everything right and still be a victim of the police or the system not even the, just the police the system in general because yeah. I was doing li- literally I was doing everything right I had a I had a part time job mm-hmm. in education my major was education I was going to St. John's and I got pulled over one day just hanging out with my friends we were you know we were going to a party and um, and they they just they just pinned this on me and so you could be doing everything right and you, you could still end up like messed up in the game so and it could you, affect you for life.
1: So do you feel like you were just a victim of your environment at that point, regardless of who you are, you're just a victim of where you live?
2: Yeah, yeah, over-policed, uh, under, under um, resource community.
1: Getting into your LLC, which is Every Child Needs a Champion, it believes that empowering and educating the entire family can change the course of our community. And that parent education will strengthen and unite us yes let's talk about that
0: That that's very deep yo that's very deep my question to you is this what does that mean to you every child needs a champion
2: all right so people have been confusing this for a long time this is probably the first time i'm speaking on it where i've been branding it for a long time i wear it on my chest often i post it and all of that stuff right but Every child needs a champion. Does not mean that Chris Teal is the champion, and he wants to be looked out as looked at as the champion. Okay. My goal is to strengthen and unite families, and the goal is to create champions within mm-hmm. the, the household. So, whether it be helping someone find a job, helping someone get into school, helping someone understand um, about the educational system, help somebody understand mental health. All of that stuff is creating a champion. So building is what it's actually what I'm in school for now. Is my my whole goal is to build human capital, mm. which is to to make sure that when you when you're home, the. All right, I'm gonna just talk regular. Right, I'm not gonna talk <laughs> educational <laughs> jargon. Right. Okay. <laughs> so uh, you want to make sure that we don't repeat the cycle of poverty and dysfunction and and bullshit that's going on in our neighborhoods, right? Okay. So, growing up, anybody you guys had any like drugs and stuff in your family when y'all were growing up?
0: Yeah, I think I think honestly I I, I personally feel like everybody did. I know I have cuz the the 80s was was, was was the crack era. Right. So everybody okay. was either trying it, selling it or using it. Okay. You know, so I I think everybody in their family had somebody that was using it. But they probably off it now, you know. Right. And some of us, like me,
1: who did have it, I didn't know about it until I was older. So it wasn't very present in my life. Right. But I will say something that I, I do know is a broken home syndrome. And that's something that we all also uh, share yeah. too much in. Right. Yeah. Is that also what you're trying to help?
2: Yeah, every 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 aspect of what makes a house destroy a child. Okay. So... I brought up the drug thing right because my I had two uncles that were just out there just on drugs. They were functioning, mm-hmm. but one was a career criminal, the other one he died while he was in uh, in rehab. Like mm-hmm. well, not not in actual rehab but in recovery. Okay. Um and the schools that I work with, they have a an opportunity where if you're having people in your family that are struggling with addiction or struggling with Alcoholism, or struggling with uh, depression, or anything—just struggling. Period. Mm -hmm. With money, with understanding. The school has a has is a hub for corrective action. Okay. So, if if someone like me was working with the family back then, then they might have been able to say, like, you know, tell your uncles to come in, and maybe we'll talk to them. Maybe we can start the process of rehab early. Okay. so it could save a life.
1: So then that's, not to say it's easy, but I feel like it's, there's so many tools that you can help people with problems like that. But how do you help a child who only has a mom or who only has a dad or only has grandma? Like, how do you help give them wholeness so that when they're growing up, they're having what a mom and a dad are supposed to give them?
2: Right. So you can't fix that. You can't fix a father, not you know, a deadbeat. You can't fix a deadbeat, you can't fix you know, someone that just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and my, my job is not to work with the child, okay, it's to make sure that the family doesn't re- repeat the cycle. So, for the family to understand that they did they did start a problem, that like the child's going to see that every day. The child's going to yeah. go home and see mom holding it down, okay. dad not being around. Or, might vice be a, or vice versa. Or vice versa. Yeah, Let's definitely. give it up to the single dads, yeah, too. Yeah, definitely. Okay. But, well, let's just, we'll frame it from there. We'll still come home every day and see dad doing everything. Dad, you know, killing himself to, to provide, right? Uh-huh. And then start feeling like, yo, women ain't nothing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to just disrespect them.
1: Oh, I see what you're saying.
2: So, to to make sure that the father knows, you know, you have to, you have to, be teaching this stuff to your child because you're you're not starting at a hundred percent. You're starting at like eighty mm-hmm. percent. So you have to mm-hmm. well, starting really at fifty percent. Starting at fifty percent, you have to teach the child how to respect women because he doesn't see you respecting women all the on time because that, you don't bring basis. if yeah. you don't bring women around the child. Oh, I see what you're saying. Stuff like that. So. Okay,
1: so that that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Just like with a mom who's doing everything and you know maybe bringing home the wrong kind of a man. Right. And now their child is seeing... Sees that. Sees that. So now that's why helping the parents is helpful for the child. And the community. And definitely the community because they're the future. As we're always saying, children are the future.
2: I grew up, I had my mother and my father until senior year high school. And then downstairs, I had my grandmother and my grandfather. Mm. Mm. Which is like the most... So I had two nuclear families in the house. Oh, man, I'm going to cry. Upstairs and downstairs, (laughs) right? That's cool, man. that's the difference between like and not looking down on any of the homies cuz everybody the whole hood knows I love them. Okay. But that's the difference between me being part of a gang and not being part of the gang. Everybody thinking I'm a lost boy all my life. Like I'm affiliated cuz I know the whole hood. Everybody my all my friends are lost boys or or LF or or whatever, whatever they may be, right? Okay. So when I see them in the street, they'll give me the dap. But it'll be like wow. me pulling my hand back like I start it and then I bring it back. Like, yo, what's what? Are you, what are you doing? They be like, oh my bad, my bad, my bad. It's just out of habit. Okay. Like, I'm not, I'm not part of the gang, but I'm part of the gang.
1: So, do you think that when it comes to a mom, well, a single mom or a single dad, do you think that that child will there's? Do you think that there's still help for them regardless of the age when they're growing up with the ch- with only a single parent household? Do you think at any age they can be reached, or by a certain age it might be a little too late?
2: Yeah, there's—I there's, have a bunch of examples of, of people that made it with a single mother. But the single mother needs to know that she could ask for help, or the single father needs to know he could ask for help. Like, you have friends that—friends become your child's uncle or aunt. Okay. You know, like, my, my son calls a bunch of my friends uncle. Mm-hmm. Uncle Ike, Uncle Randy, Uncle Jose, Uncle John. I don't know why he said Jose, but whatever. <laughs> uh, Uncle, you know, uh, just it's, it's countless different people. Uncle Halim, like all of these people. Uncle Lance, like the you have to bring you have to make you have to create your family, and it, it doesn't have to be a gang. Mm, okay. You know, Auntie Gumsey. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's just the the idea of family, so that you know that you could always. Reach out to somebody if you have a problem. You might not want to come to the parent. You might want to go speak to Uncle Haleen.
1: So, isn't that also someone who should uh, be taking your course? Also, that friend or somebody that is playing Uncle, maybe they need to have the right mind state also, so that even though the child is going to them, that they're giving them the right information and tools um, they
2: need. You could say that, but this is, it would be more the parent uh, telling the parent like this is the since you're since it's just you. Mm-hmm create the structure around you like find out who the and this is a thing I like to ask everybody so I could ask you guys if you had to build a team right now and mm-hmm. don't choose anybody that's in the room just build a team of people that you could that you would be able to rely on that would take you to the championship right mhm who would be like your starting five
0: hey uh, you say championship like we playing the sport life just a life oh just life just who
2: so you know like i like i i could i would call out um like my brother and my wife, uh, my man Busy. He's a he's a creative, and uh, and one other person, you know, okay. Doctor Doctor Brittany Chambers. Okay. You know, as people that are in your phone book that you can call that are around the same age group as you, that you know are doing their thing, that you would want to be part of your your crew.
1: Okay. So, and who would you, who the would just, crew as far as raising a child or just
2: in Just life? to be around, just to be around. to okay. You know, just because your, your child might need to see that. Your child might need to see, I'm, um, you know, who, if dad's not around, mom's not around, but I know these people are killing it in life right now.
1: I don't know mm. how to answer that question, and that's yeah. bad now that you put it that way. Yeah,
0: yeah, it. Yeah. I, 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 had, I had a bunch of people in mind where you said,
1: Like, when you break it down like that, yeah, it's like, okay, the list just got a little shorter. That's why I I work so
2: hard. I need to talk to my friends. Because my mindset is to be on everyone's list. Okay. Like, once people know who I am. And what you do. And what I do and my credentials, like, on paper and in real life, Mm -hmm. no one has ever got a bad vibe for me. Ever. Okay. Maybe maybe when I was snuffing people in junior high school. But after (laughs) that, when I turned into, let me relax, let me play ball, let me woosah Mm -hmm. no one could say they got a bad vibe for me and everyone would be able to say yeah I want teal on my team
1: Mm. so yeah I see what you're saying and I only say my list is is a little um empty right now because everybody in my circle even though they're doing their own thing I feel like like I have a cousin who she could pretty much do anything she wants she's had so many jobs Mm -hmm. believe me if she wants a job she's gonna get it and she's had many right But I don't think she really knows what it is that she wants to do yet. So, and then I have other friends who all they do is work and yes, they're traveling, but what are you doing for yourself? So that's why I say, I don't really know. I I couldn't answer that.
0: Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I I have a lot of of friends that's doing things for themselves, for their families, you know, but, um, you know, I really don't have nobody that's reaching for the stars, as you can say, you know, like doing something that's, as like close to their heart mm-hmm. you know I don't have a lot of people that's that's really doing that so it'll be kind of it'll, it'll be kind of hard to pick a group out
2: so we should go to a networking event together I would I or, or start one I have to check my schedule because
1: actually I have a friend who was trying to start a I know I was trying event. to start with her yeah <laughs> and then you know it's kind of hard to do it but I will say that when Smitty came to me From us just having lunch one day with a mutual friend without even knowing he was already thinking about doing a podcast Mm. and when he saw we had so much in common he was like yo why don't you come on and do it with me but what I told him is if we're gonna have a platform I don't want to just be sitting around talking about bullshit all day I'm like if we're gonna have a platform I actually want to do something with it if I'm Mm -hmm. gonna actually have people listening to what I have to say Let's do something, and hence came the interviews right. of people who are trying to promote themselves, their arts, their crafts, their services. That's how this started, and I was just happy he was willing to agree with me and do it.
2: Cool. Yes. Don't so think y'all got to wait, <laughs> wait real slick with not naming nobody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I have one person. Cool. Chris Teal.
2: Okay, thank you very much. But I said no one in the room. Because <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I not want Oh, yeah, that's right. You
1: did but if, if I had to,
2: so I could add more people since I'm not going to add nobody. I would add uh, Christina Barron. She knows. She's a social worker. I would add uh, Randy, Dawson Randy. He's a personality extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah. I would add Social Media King. I would add Lex, a social worker also. I would add... I don't want to leave anybody out. Wait, this DJ is Pops? like radio. No, Lex. The other uh, Lex. Lex that did the po- does the podcast with us. The your podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I would add, you know, these people. I don't want to. I feel like I'm leaving people out. I would add Roy because I'm. I need a a, a personal trainer. Um, oh, he's a personal trainer. Yeah, we hey, gotta get him up here too. <laughs> yeah,
0: you, you gotta see if Roy is free. I need him. Roy, <laughs> if you're listening,
2: I need you. All right. Oh, I would add Brandy. She wrote a book. Brandy McAllister. She just wrote wow. a book. Wow, she wrote a book. Yes. Wow. A I devotional book. Um, I haven't
1: seen her since high school.
2: No, no. This is Brandy. She lives I'm in Jersey. She's from Jersey. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. My fault. Yeah.
1: Because, you know, our I, I circles kind of run intertwined. But now, something yeah. I definitely wanted to talk to you about is congratulations on your first college fair. Oh, you just you. recently had it. And tell me, how did that start? And why is that important for right. us to actually have our kids going to those?
2: All right, cool. So... I just want to preface it. this it wasn't mine. I see I see stuff going on all the time and I, I attach myself to it, okay because you can do that. You just <laughs> have to find the stuff like if you find free things in the park, just bring people out there okay. and and make you know bring your group out there. So I saw that Malcolm Bernard has a, a college fair tour where they they go to I think everyone on the East Coast or something like that and they were doing Riverbank State Park. Mm -hmm. So I said, let me make a flyer, let me get people to go, fill up the suburban, we out. I love that. um, And it's all historically black colleges and universities. So I thought that was dope because my brother went to Clark Atlanta, it was the HBCU. His wife, he met his wife there. Uh, And he has has so many friends from college. Mm -hmm. I thought it was weird. Because I don't have any friends from college. Mm. Like I don't. One. I mean, I have people. <laughs> I have people that I follow on Instagram and friends on Facebook, but I don't keep in contact with them. I didn't. Okay. You know, I, 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 I gel with black people, and I went to St. John's, and it was the whitest experience I've ever encountered in my life.
1: Yeah, it was. We both went to. We went to high school yeah.
2: together,
0: college together. Yeah. Definitely. Congratulations. Um.
1: So,
0: um. <laughs> question: Why is going to black colleges important to
2: black people? It's a different world from where you come from.
1: I was the song was already <laughs> playing, <them. laughs> but I but felt I shouldn't it, say it because all he would say, is, "You're so corny." <laughs>
3: very old. Uh, that was that was.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. Why is it important for us to know not just go, but to understand that they are that they're out there and that that's what we should primarily be looking at?
2: All right. So I could speak. I could only speak for South Jamaica Queens. Okay. That's where I'm from. That's why I be at. <laughs> um I, I like this dude though <laughs> i like this dude right but when you're in when you're in the neighborhood right you see the people on the corner you see the people in front of the store you see the homies sitting on the bench you, you see a bunch of people that are there all the time and you wonder what they're doing you but you don't the invisible people are the people that go to work at six o'clock in the morning okay. five o'clock in the morning and come home at at seven o'clock. They're invisible. You see the people with the fancy cars, with the rims, with the chains and all of that stuff, right? When you go to a black college, everyone is doing something positive. Mm. You're in you're on campus or you're or you're going on campus to you know, you might live off campus and come on campus, you only see positivity. Okay. You only see I have to I have to uh write this paper, I can't hang out right now. You only hear that, you only see that. And that's just that's so much different than being in the hood so it's like it, it's a different ecosystem
1: but e- but is it also just better to see your own people trying to better themselves, to better themselves all themselves. at
0: the same yeah, time yeah because you might that. not have seen that so i, I was i was even gonna bring up watching um the Cosby show mm-hmm. watching in a different world you know even Watching... Growness uh Mar- right now. Martin. Which
1: is just, you know, a, not a reboot, which I, I explained before. It's not a reboot, but it's taking yeah. s- an idea of something and just yeah. making it your own for a new age. But
0: I, I go as far as uh, even even Martin, even Living Single, Girlfriends, you have you have all these black characters and they doing it for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like Living Single, she had her own magazine. Right. You know, Martin had his own radio station, which then became a talk show, you know, so... Everybody had...
1: Well, he didn't have his own radio station. It was owned Stand, by Stan. Stand, but yeah. he was black. So, yeah. yes. Right. That That's crucial. He was black. Yeah. And they always represented a black college. And they just sold like it to the
2: cowboy, man. Remember that episode? Yeah, yeah they sold yeah, it to yeah, the white guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. even
1: in Fresh Prince. <laughs> yeah. Same. Right. They bo- They all went to college. Even yeah. Even, even mm-hmm.
0: Hillary. Right? <laughs> I know, right? I don't know how the fuck she made it out.
1: <laughs> Going to move right along and talk about <laughs> your annual kickball event yes. what is that why is that talk about it
2: so i had so much fun last year yeah, labor day weekend it. i'm
1: so sorry i had to work
2: yeah you gotta take off next year you can play kickball
1: i was always the one kicking it into someone's hands but go ahead
2: <laughs> yo no rhythm <laughs> no. and can't play no sports yo no athletic no oh athletics. my
0: god man
1: i could run to all the bases though
2: but you gotta you gotta kick the ball first <laughs> yeah you get a get a ribbon for participation you
1: know. But go ahead,
2: <laughs> so what is it and why was it? So I do a bunch of uh community engagement. So I'm a I'm a parent, family and community engagement specialist. Okay. So I do community engagement uh experiences. And the kickball game was something I thought of I was like I was trying to figure out for the longest time. was something that a co ed sport that we could all play together. Mm-hmm. So that when we play this game Cause all my friends, all, I met all my friends playing basketball. Okay. Like lifelong friends that became my brothers from playing ball. So I said, we need to. I need to create something that will bring people together, and you could meet people. It's like a networking event on the field where you're having fun. There's people that never knew each other at that game they met, and if they if you see them in the mall, you'd be like, oh, what's up? That's a homie from the kickball game. Oh, what's up? okay. And you know, exchange numbers and all so that, that stuff. So it's almost like networking. At it's the a same time. it's a networking event. All the stuff that I do is uh, just like when when I was teaching, I would hide the lesson or or I would hide what I actually want people to get from it. So I, I'm networking, but I didn't want to say, "Come to my networking event, my networking kickball game." People would probably not show up.
1: Mm, I like that idea to try to make people want to come for fun. But at the same time, you're meeting new people and you're talking about what it is that you do. And you could be the plug for somebody else.
0: Right. That's cool.
1: You and your book. Mm -hmm. Talk about your publishing journey. That's what I meant to ask you about. How did you get it published? Because didn't you do self-publishing?
2: Yes. No publishing journey. I wrote it. I edited it myself because I could write and stuff. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and I um, converted it to a PDF mm-hmm. and posted it to a site so that for, is self-publishing.
1: So for people to understand a PDF is it's not a written book that you can go to the library or you can uh, buy it and it comes to your home in the mail. It's something that you download onto your phone or onto right. some kind of a e-book. electronic device. Yes, yeah, yeah. ebook. An ebook. Okay. Yeah. Excuse me. It's nah, an ebook. Nah. Boom, boom, <laughs> boom. Got it.
0: Got it. Uh, uh. uh, iPhone, what? <laughs> Kindle, what? Let me stop.
1: So, all right. So, why did you do that? Isn't it a little, um, I don't know. I just feel like, don't you want a team on your side to overlook it and, and help you branch out a little bit more? Like, I don't know. Or I'm nah. just asking because that's what you normally see. So,
2: direct to consumerism is what. People might think you are crazy for it, mm-hmm. but trust me, trust me, trust me, it's the way to go. It's what it's it's what Dame Dash always talks about, and everybody's like, what are you talking about? Like, shut up, you're broke. <laughs> but you, you, you don't spend any money, or you spend your own money, and you make your own money. Okay, so, so the
1: profits you receive, you don't have to divide it. It's right. to you.
2: So, for instance, and I don't mind full transparency, because I want other people to do the same thing. Okay. I want other people writing books. I want other people to understand there's a way that... I sold the well. I started out for twelve ninety nine, then I changed it to fourteen ninety nine, mm-hmm. because um, I wanted to do something for the people that got it early, okay. and I didn't want to say get it now or whatever. I just wanted to see who was going to do it, right? But you post it to this website, and when it was selling for twelve ninety nine, I was making twelve ten dollars and forty cents off each book.
1: Okay.
2: If I was to uh, to get a publishing deal. I have to pay the publisher. Then I have to pay uh, the the platform that they put it on. I have to pay Apple. I have to pay Kindle. I have to pay Amazon. We're not doing all that. Okay. They gave and the they gave me the opportunity
1: people too and stuff like that. Right. Yeah.
2: They gave me an opportunity to to sell it on Kindle and sell it on all of that. But the split is different. The mm-hmm. split with Kindle is like they would give me seven dollars from from thirteen instead of ten forty. Okay. And the ten forty look good. And if you <laughs> if you rock with me and you want to support stuff that I'm doing, then spend the 13 dollars. Yeah,
1: we gotta support and, each other. We and have to. Movies
2: in the park during the summertime.
1: Oh yeah. Oh
2: hell that. yeah. Hell yeah. Plug that. Next year, just like the last decade, right? Do movies in the park and uh, okay, we're gonna start from Monday to Friday. Monday. Cambria Heights Park. Tuesday, Brookville. Wednesday, Baisley. Thursday, St. Albans. Friday, Rufus King Park. As soon as it gets dark, there will be a projector out there with a different movie for the community for free. It's also an opportunity to network. Last year, we had DJ Lennox come out and DJ... It was popping. We turned Baisley into Wakanda because we watched <laughs> Black Panther. That's what's up, Uh Baisley and Brookville. I we was watched Black too. Panther. I so there. it was a it was a thing. We were playing Afrobeat out there and uh yeah, it was popping. And the so, kids loved it. The kids yeah. That's really loved what's up, it. Man. And then the last week we do karaoke. Oh, okay.
3: Now this
1: is only in the summer? Yeah. When does it usually start?
2: It starts the week uh whenever Summer Youth starts. Because we have Summer Youth workers help put up the screen and all of that stuff. So that's like the first week of July, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's also not my thing. I manage it for uh, Greg Maze. He's my cousin. He's old, okay. so we call him Uncle. You know, that's <laughs> black family logic. I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he has an organization in Jamaica called A Better Jamaica, and they do that. I just manage it for him. So, and that's yeah. great.
1: So I, I think it's always after the Fourth of July. That's usually when some of youth started. It was always at that form. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's cool, and and that's something yep. that um,
2: different park every week, every day. Especially and
1: when you just want to get out. Yeah. You bring your chair. You bring um your water bottles. Bring your
2: lady. Bring you know? your dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for bring free. Yeah. Bring your water bottles. You know what I'm saying, go to the corner store. <laughs> yeah. And grapes. Don't forget grapes. <laughs> you spend six dollars. Right. Make, sure, make sure you. get... Tons of grapes. Yeah. yeah seedless. <laughs> seedless. Well, let's
1: not talk about seedless because, you know, grapes are supposed to have seeds in them.
2: Yeah, that's wild. I was wondering. Why seedless?
1: Because that's all he knows.
2: Oh, gosh.
0: A watermelons are seedless.
1: Because, you know, the man. What the do man.
0: You do? <laughs> oh, man. Let's not start this up. We oh, don't right. want to oh, hit right. that bull street. What is your favorite childhood memory?
2: Yo, so Thanksgiving's coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ever had your... Yeah parents tell a wild story to everybody and you have to just relive it (laughs) so i'm gonna tell the story now so that i don't never have to relive it again everybody knows about it okay and i could say my point without my mother saying no it's because you were dumb (laughs) so when i was when i was younger I, i had to be in like third grade fourth grade and we went to the museum okay and i did not believe in dinosaurs like i was one of those kids i was like there's no, there's no way that that was a real thing. That's a big, that big structure, that's, like, you're dumb if you believe that. <laughs> I was thinking, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to disprove dinosaurs. Okay. D- existed. Got home. People eating. It's We eating chicken. We eat ribs one day. We eat oxtails another day. I'm looking, I'm like, yo, those oxtail bones look like them dinosaur bones they was trying to pass off. Those ribs look like they could be dinosaur ribs. I just started collecting the bones, and I tried to put them together <laughs> to make a dinosaur, right? And show people, like, look, this is the dinosaur. Like, so I used to take them, wash them on the low. I was doing it secretively so no one would know that when I made my dinosaur and became like got my Nobel Peace Prize or whatever for making a dinosaur, no one would be able to say nothing. So I was hiding them, I was washing them. Soaking them in Clorox and all of that stuff, hiding them under my bed. You know they still stink after you hide them, like after you wash them with bleach and stuff.
1: No, cause I wasn't trying to find that out.
2: Alright bones still stink, <laughs> right? So my house, my whole, I lit my whole house up. My mother's like, yo, why does the house smell like? Do we have mice or something like Did the animal die? Is it dead? dead, mouse dead? Mouse <laughs> you know, you have a dead mouse. In? Like, yo, what's, what's going on? <laughs> so I had all of the, I had like a box of bones under my bed. <laughs> And my mom found it, and she yo, she was in between laughing at me and whatever else black households do sometimes. Um, yeah. So how did she find out
1: about them finally?
2: Because they were smelling up the house, and
1: she went looking for the smell. She was like, yeah,
2: she was like following her nose, like (laughs) two cats. You know, like in a cartoon when you see, you can see the smell. Uh She like, she like what? She went under the bed, pulled out of one of the little plastic containers, and she was like, th- "She went to my father. This is what's smelling up the house. What's wrong with your boy?" <laughs> okay, so there
1: goes his favorite. Yeah, so I used to right collect right?
2: bone. I'm the bone collector. Oh, so yes, but it was for a good cause. Do you still
0: you. not believe in dinosaurs? I
2: don't. I don't believe in much. I don't believe in things that I, that I can't prove. So,
1: so the bones yeah. aren't proof enough for you.
2: What, those were not, how do you, you could make those with clay? Like, I don't know. I really, okay, I okay. don't know. All right, I really don't know.
1: So, what's the next question?
2: Hey. I might do that. I might do that now. I might still collect bones. No, I'm, ain't nobody I'm, gonna yo, be able to do You look like a real creep, especially like <laughs> I gathered
0: all these bones because I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to build a dinosaur. <laughs> They will definitely call somebody on you, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, here we go. <laughs> I can't believe I told nobody. like,
1: yeah, like <laughs> This is going hey. on YouTube. Hold on, this is going on YouTube. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey. They're going to be calling you the Bone uh, Collector on hey. hey. the Southside now. Oh. This, this is
0: the last question. If you had a time machine, what would you change in history?
2: Hmm... History as in stuff that everyone knows about or it could be it, it could
0: be a personal history. It could history. be your history, it could be somebody else's
2: history. Just I don't know. I think everything worked out perfectly in my life. So let me choose something in uh in history. I would probably go back and try to get Malcolm and Martin to be like super cool.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, cause you know they were, they were n- uh, not rivals, but they didn't believe in the same thing. So I probably try no, to No, they get, believe in
1: the same thing, just different methods. Different, yeah,
2: different, different methods. methods. They didn't believe one was nonviolent, one was down By for whatever. Yeah, necessary. word. I mean that's. Yeah. Words. Kill Killmonger
1: and T'Challa, yeah. but also it can even go to with Marvel.
0: <laughs> Professor, Professor X, X and Magneto. And Magneto. Oh. oh.
1: What? <laughs> I always saw it like that. Like nah, but it was like
0: that. That's yeah. funny because Stanley, Stanley made um, those Rest two specifically for Martin, Martin Luther King, and Michael Max. But yeah. he just made
2: them. He just made them white. Just the type of. I didn't know that, but I would yeah. think. I would think that some education system would say, "Let me teach it like that." Yeah, I mean.
1: And now, as a teacher, that's something that you implement is to grab your students' attention.
2: This is why I'm bored of education. <laughs> well, speaking
1: of, so let the people know how they can find you, get in contact with you. What's your IG? What's your email? What's your, you know? All
2: right, my phone number is six four six. Well, not the phone four, number. No, let's learn nah, Beat that! Nah, don't all beat that up. No, don't, because everybody, my, I'm a public figure.
1: Okay, serious inquiries and only. Okay.
2: Whatever Hey man <laughs> What's going on YouTube So let the people it's know fine. How they I don't, can find you Everybody has my number them. anyway So my phone number is 646 404 Whatever Text me If I don't answer um, What's your IG? My Instagram is Board of Education So that's Not board like Board of Education the regular board of education It's board like Tired of Education So it's B-O-R-E-D Dot Of Dot Education Okay. And on Facebook, I'm Christopher Ian Teal, and then in, in, pareth- in uh, parentheses it says Mr. Teal, uh, and that'll change in a couple years. <laughs> and so I'm gonna be Dr. Teal on yes. facts, <laughs> and I'm still be saying facts and yelling <laughs> "you're" <laughs> at graduation. And um, I have a Facebook group. Your podcast. And your podcast on mon- every other Monday, we're filming. and i always want to be able i want to i don't another thing let me just put this out there i want to work with us because i feel like we have competition i don't want to i don't i don't um i don't work with i don't work outside my community okay but you're
1: trying to build it from within first right Not, not
2: even first ultimately like that's it okay when when i'm when everything is perfect i'm gonna still try to find what's wrong okay and and try to fix that because i don't we already have they already have a head start yeah so it's up to people like us to to understand that you know don't sell out and and work with work with the homies
1: okay so now how do we get your book
2: so there's a link in my instagram bio or you could text message me. I'll send you the link, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or ha- any way you can get in well, contact it's with me. Lulu's
1: L- yeah, L-U-L-U dot L U L
2: U. Yeah, L U L U. And com. then mm-hmm. yeah, you type in, you got the right one. And uh, funny on the cover, it's really dear NYPD. You got the right one, but I didn't want that. Uh, Flat. Not e- I didn't want. You didn't
1: th- want it to be. Um,
2: yeah, I guess flack. My wife is a cop, so I didn't want her to feel any type of way. You didn't yeah. want it
1: to take away from the true message of the book. Right, Okay. Right. I understand yeah. that, and that was a good thing to take away. But it's, it's
2: up there on the cover. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep.
1: Well, oh, and don't forget, you have your um, website for your LLC. Yes. So. so,
2: P-F-C-E, that's Parent Family Community Engagement, pfcechampion.com. Okay. Yeah, and that's... All the information about exactly what I do, when it, it breaks down, my mission statement, the purpose, uh, the services, events. events, events that doing? There's a tab that has the college fair. There's the kickball tab, and uh, yeah, all of that stuff is there. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming thank on. Thank you for Thanks
2: having for coming, me, this man. Was, I appreciate everything, especially the story
0: dope. about the bones.
2: <laughs> bone, bone collector. Yes, oh, you are
1: definitely the bone collector. So you're creepy, never living man.
2: that down Nah, it's good because now it's now it's now I don't have to deal with it. Like I, I rather tell it than my mother because my hey, mother, yo, my mother juices it up so <laughs> crazy. Yo,
0: you got all, you got all your skeletons out the closet. <laughs> <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. And right. on
1: that note, can you close it out with
0: your coat please? <laughs> yo, all right, people. The um, quote today is. Never look down on somebody unless you're helping them up. Thank Mm. you. Have a good night. Have a good night. What's going on, people? This is Smitty Smith.
1: This is Vi.
0: Welcome to ENA, the Everything and Anything podcast. We have a special guest in the building today.
1: Yes, we do. We have a professional speaker and certified life coach, Mr. Terrence Tillman. What's going
0: on,
4: everybody?
1: Appreciate y'all. We appreciate you for coming on.
0: Hell yeah, we do, God damn it! <laughs> Hell yeah, we do.
1: So let me start off by saying, without the proper perspective, you will never find your passion, and without passion, you'll never fulfill your purpose. Yeah. Explain that.
4: Um, well, for me, everything is about perspective um, okay. in, in life in general. Um, that's something that my, my father taught me. You know, in the worst of times, and the best of times, you have to have the right perspective because with the right perspective, it, it'll lead you down the right path
1: okay so what is it that your primary function is that you do i should say you being a certified life coach
4: Mm -hmm. so my primary function is is helping people uh achieve their goals um so when we do life coaching on a one-on-one basis i sit down with them we make plans and things like that set goals and i'm like really their accountability partner
1: accountability partner yeah so you're there to punish them when they're not
4: doing what they're supposed <laughs> to do. <laughs> no, no, but but everything starts with accountability. It's just like having a personal trainer, you okay. know, somebody to keep you honest. Like you say, you want to lose ten, but you're not doing the right things. You're not eating the right things. So you have a personal trainer there to say, hey, you need to get on this meal prep, stay on, stay on track, do this the right way, and oh. make co- 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 excuse me, and make corrections. Like we all need that. Mm,
1: okay. So you said you uh. You specialize in creating personalized plans and providing tools to guide one forward to achieve desired goals. Mm. How exactly do you do what it is that you do? Like, for each person, obviously, it's going to be different. Yeah. But what are some of the ways that you go about accomplishing those for the individual?
4: It's like assessments. Uh, I do assessments. It's like when you go to the doctor or you do anything, you go there, you have a whole questionnaire, right? Okay. And, and the doctor makes a, a pretty much a customized plan just for, for you. It's,
1: it's not one of those Scientology questionnaires, because nah, I have like a hundred nah. questions on that. If you've never done it, I unfortunately kind of got bamboozled into going inside. Yeah. You and serious? Yes. Me and my cousin, we was walking in um, California and they said, hey, why don't you try this personality test or whatever? <laughs> and it had a hundred questions and both of us was trying to get out of it, but it's like, they don't want you to leave. So they make it hard for you to. But anyway, nah, so no,
4: <laughs> no. Nah, nah, it's definitely not that. That sounds like a cult. Well, that's, that's the first time I, <laughs> I heard that, yo.
1: So beware, beware. <laughs> okay. So what are some ways um, or examples of what you have already done for people?
4: Um, so the last client that I I had, like, they their main thing, their main goal was to really get organized. They had a lot of a lot of goals and aspir and aspirations, but didn't know how to get there. Right. Yeah. So we we kind of sat down and we put everything on paper, mm-hmm. you know, and just really hashed things out from, mo- from most important to what is the thing that you really, really want to get out of uh, your your goals by 2019. So we sat down, put pen to paper, um, and then I hashed out a whole plan for them. Okay. And then we stuck to each week, each regimen, um, and every day, you know, I'm checking in on them every single day, you know, that's and all I do. It's not the too, make it show that? Uh, FaceTime. Um, you know, because you you just never know really when somebody needs help. Because even if we have a, a plan, mm-hmm. right, they may fall off, or they may say, "Man, you know what? Well, how do I get to this, or how do I get to that?" You know what I'm saying? So then it's it's me just gonna say, "Hey, how you doing with this today? You said that you were gonna eat this, sir. so did did you? You said that you were gonna go to bed by 10 p.m. Okay, you, you in bed? You know, it, it's just stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? That I am really trying to be their accountability partner.
1: So do you make house calls, or do you, or do they come to your office?
4: Um, really, everything that I, I do is either over the phone or via video chat.
1: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: That's okay. cool. That's, 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 that's very uh, tech savvy. Do that. <laughs> and, yes, um, it is. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: wish, a, wish I had an iPhone.
1: Actually, he doesn't have, <laughs> I an, don't iPhone. have an iPhone. That's right.
0: Android in a building, baby. Yeah. Okay. Note 9, yeah.
1: You, you feel better? You feel better that you found a friend? You got a friend in me. Right.
0: <laughs> um, how, how did you get into motivational speaking?
4: Um, well, I think through through kind of like a really rough time in my life. I think uh, I lost my job and my dad was in the hospital. My mom was in the hospital. And then oh, I, wow. I went into work and got laid off. So my mom had a brain aneurysm. My dad was in the hospital taking chemo. And, you know, my my job knew that at the time, and I went in and walked in, and they were like, listen, we're doing cuts. And, you know, sorry, but here's your severance package and have a nice day. Um, Is that company still standing? Yeah, yeah, it's a big one too. Mm. Um, So, you know, from from there, I was left with Mm -hmm. just a lot of things with my mom being on her deathbed, you know, having an aneurysm. Um, And so just going through the process of, of being unemployed things like that and trying to find some source of, of inspiration without spiraling down the wrong path. And I started to notice that I, was, that I was going down the wrong path trying to keep up with just so many different things. Bills need to be paid. I'm trying to help out my parents with you know medical things and bills and stuff like that. Um, and then, so I started to just watch more motivational videos and stuff like that. And I started to go to some of these things that some of these guys were having and I would drag one of my best friends along and we would go for a while. And until one day she said, You know what? I'm not gonna go with you anymore to any of these things. And I was like, Damn, man, that's kind of foul. Like, you're my best friend. Like, why not? And she said, Because the honest truth is, they never said nothing that you haven't said t- ever. Mm. So until Ooh. your name is is on the bill, don't ask me to come because you plan." Sounds. And like I was like, Oh, okay. Man, that was Sounds the like she's the best. She, 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 she want to motivate you, yeah? Let you know, like, look. Yes.
1: Your research stops here. Yeah, it's time for you to do it.
4: Yeah, and and that was the um excuse me the the punch in the face that I needed. That was the slap because I was like whoa, and I was like me do this, but it's something that came so naturally to me, you know, since high school and when I was younger, and, and I'm talking to my friends and I'm just a lot trying mm-hmm. to help and do all these things. I never really thought I could make a career out of it until that day, and then that's kind of what sparked everything for me. Uh, and then I got a job working in nonprofit. Uh, teaching workshops and things like that to people um, who are uh, on public assistance and things like that so that kind of what sparked everything okay like two years later I think we're here now oh man so what do you
1: find yourself talking about more like what topics
4: Um, more so than others as much as I don't like to get pigeonholed I think relationships uh, tend to be like one of the top topics told you
1: (laughs)
0: told her that
1: (laughs) So, when it comes Got it all written down
0: right here, yo.
1: Well, let's let's be clear about something. There are many kinds of relationships mm-hmm. that we all <laughs> that we're all kind of having trouble um in. It could right. be a relationship with self, with mm-hmm. family, with the significant other. So, when you say relationships, which relationship?
4: Well, the most popular one to talk about is obviously the one where you have boyfriend, girlfriend, marriage, significant stuff like okay. that. Um but I really do like to to dive into kind of like your your relationship with yourself because I believe that's one of the most important relationships that you you can have
1: so then I have a question then because I hear that all the time see it all the time on social media love Mm -hmm. yourself love yourself first before you can love someone else Mm -hmm. my problem is people are always talking about loving yourself but not how to like Mm -hmm. how do you go about loving yourself on a daily basis to make sure that the love you have for yourself is so strong that you are now able to go out into the world Mm-hmm. and try to find your, your other half, so to speak.
4: So I did a, a panel discussion uh, on Saturday and this topic came up. And we had people you know write down kind of what their you know what, what they thought of a relationship should be or what they expect from their the opposition, right? Mm-hmm. And, and everybody else kind of said the same thing. So it was pretty much you know uh, honesty and integrity no cheating, you know, respect and stuff like that. But to me, everything starts with value and knowing what your value is, knowing what your value system is. Mm-hmm. I think that's gotten lost. Yeah, I think we we know what we want from the opposition, but we don't really know what we want, like for ourselves.
1: So the core values.
4: Yeah, yeah. And knowing what your non-negotiables are is, is good. But if you don't <laughs> know your value, you'll never really know what your non-negotiables are and you're never going to follow through with your non-negotiables because you don't know your own value in itself so to me it all starts with your value system as a man and as a woman Mm -hmm. like what's your value system right because i know for a guy their value system normally is how much money they make right okay and how many women they can sleep with okay right that's kind of like normally what a man's value system is not i'm not saying everyone's but on an umbrella that's Mm kind of what a man's value system is okay So what I mean by that, yeah, is, so what we teach our young men, right? And Mm -hmm. this is what I mean by value. So what we teach them is kind of just don't communicate, things like that. See, I believe that communication should be a value point for for men,
1: Uh, right? I I think for everyone. No, right, right. Uh, I'm going
4: to get there. Oh, okay. But I mean, (laughs) (laughs) but but it's very prevalent in women. It's very prevalent Mm -hmm. um, because you're taught to express. Like, from a young woman, like, you're taught to express, don't worry, cry, like, it's okay, show emotion, talk to me about it. As we're we're men, it's like, listen, you know, man up, don't cry, don't communicate, man up, that's just who you are, right? But the problem is, I find, is now we have a bunch of 25-year-olds walking around with a lot of rage, hurt, and anger and don't know where to put it, Mm -hmm. right? And then now... They're supposed to know how to communicate, how to love, right, when they don't even know exactly what that word means or how to express it because that's what we're trained to do. So I kind of feel like we need to re- kind of re-instill what our value system is in men and women too,
3: okay. right?
4: So that's kind of what I mean by value system because if, if we can re- kind of re redo or re what we think are as values, then I kind of feel like then you'll get a better result as what you would say is, you know what, how do we love? Well, how do we love myself? Well, how do I love myself if I can never express love? Like, how do I love myself? I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, and that's a real question. How do I love myself when I have 25 years worth of pent-up anger and aggression, and I was told I can't express it? And, uh-huh. then, I, and then I'm being crucified for the very thing that I was never given the permission to do. Yeah. So I, I think, and the same thing with women. A woman's value system is historically, oh, is she married? Does she have a Prince Charming? And how many kids can she bear right yeah. and i think we were kind of taught a very disney-like mentality like when it comes to women right <laughs> it's Funny you said that. so <laughs> I, and that's and that's kind of society but it's just i felt like you guys were taught so much one way and us so much of a different way where i kind of felt like you guys were done a, a disservice because yeah. your value system is so much more
3: mm-hmm.
4: but that's why you kind of Say, hey, I'll settle for this, or I'll just date this guy, or I'll just, because you know what? I want this thing. I want this marriage. I want this ring. I want this, these kids because that is what's going to solidify me.
1: Or that's what I'm supposed to have.
4: All right, or no, but that's what's going to solidify me as a woman because yeah. I, I know people, women that have money, mm-hmm. six figures, mm-hmm. balling. They don't feel solidified because they don't have this thing. Right, And Uh they will compromise themselves to get it because they don't know their true value system. And that's the same thing with men. Why do you think men can pick up from their family and just leave the money on on the table and bounce from their family? Because they say, listen, guess what? I'm giving you money. But you never told me, really, I had to stay with my family. You never told me how to love. right? So I can always pick up and leave my family because you got here. Here's the money. Here's the household. Or here's I'm taking care of my family. I have a lot of money. Right? So guess what? That's all I have to provide is just that wow. because that's because that's my value system and you can't tell me different. So it's, it's, that's what I mean. But if somebody was told me, hey, Terrence, you can communicate, you, you can express. Let me teach you as a man about family, the importance of staying with family, the importance of creating, of picking the right woman. Let me show you the importance of that. Let me just not tell you that, hey, it's okay to make, you know, that it's just okay to make a certain um, amount of money. That's where your value is or drive a nice car. Uh, And I think women were taught all of that. So men are kind of crucified for not knowing these things, but that was never in their value system to begin with because you, you brought up women completely different than you did men. Yeah. And that's the thing. Women value family, right? Yes. You taught to, right? Yes. As a kid, oh play with this. Oh, like you're brought up to meet Prince Tommy and make a family. Yes. And I'm not saying that you have to be, you know, feminized men. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But what I'm but what I am saying is there has to be a piece on communication. There has to be a piece on on the value of family instilled in men as a value point. So that when they grow up, it's not just, oh, here's the money, I I'm gonna go bounce to the next one and make another one. Oh, because I got it like that. It's more of i know what my non-negotiables are and i know my value my value is more than just what society tells me that it is and i'm going to make sure i pick the right person that's going to reflect that of me and hold me to that and i think that's where we start is because i i love me first i value me first and i know what my value systems are and that's kind of what i mean by by value
1: okay wow so so the whole lot Mm -hmm. you over there deep in thought (laughs)
4: <laughs>
1: like he's just staying. No, it's not about that, but now you got me thinking about what's my value system.
0: Nah, ain't about that. I mean you, you touched on a lot of things mm-hmm. about um men and I mean I mean I, I know you're not speaking for like every man is no. like that. No. You know, but there are certain individuals that's just like, you know what, I can't be with you, here's the money, kids should be good, I'm a bounce. Mm-hmm. There's other dudes out there that actually take care of the kids. Of course. You know, even though they're not in the picture, they try to be. Mm-hmm. You know, but every relationship, every relationship is not the same. You know, some like honestly, some some babies are not playing. Most babies are not playing. Mm-hmm. Shit, I don't even think I was playing. But <laughs> I'm gonna say that most babies are not playing. So you probably a person probably is dealing with a female or a, a female's probably dealing with a dude. Mm-hmm. You know, just to be with that person. Surprise, you
4: got a baby now. So now you got to take on responsibility. Yeah, when it comes to that topic in itself what i meant was if you have the correct value system a lot of times you'll make better decisions about about who you choose to lay down with you know what i'm saying um you know and what you will accept and the type of person that you'll lay down with Mm. and i think i've seen that where somebody knows their value system i think the situation even in itself even even when it comes to co-parenting the situation will be a lot better um even if you're not with the woman or or guy, the co-parenting situation will be a lot better because you pick the, even if it do, doesn't work romantically, you pick the solid person t- to make a baby with.
1: Like some t- type of a good foundation yeah. that you can instill in the child.
4: Yeah, from both sides. From
1: both sides, yes.
4: You know, and I think that's, that's kind of what I mean. Um, because if you value yourself, then you value who you'll uh, lay down with.
1: Mm.
4: And that's on both sides.
1: So from when I'm getting too tired. <laughs> two uh, values that everyone should have on both sides is definitely communication mm-hmm. as well as family.
4: Yeah, yeah. It, definitely it's value communication. that should be there. Yeah, because I think we've all grown up sometimes I think even from for me, as great of a father as my dad was, like he was more of a listen man, don't don't talk, man. Like listen, when we at the kitchen table, let the food stop your mouth. <laughs> my mom is like, uh, no. He needs to be able to express himself. to communicate Mm -hmm. and she's the one who said listen you know because one day you're going to need it in business relationships anything that comes across your way you're going to need to know how to communicate and communicate effectively and that's something that I took from that and I said wow you know that's I need that
0: Yeah, I mean I feel like morals also sculpt the person that you're going to be as a kid you know when you're growing up you know, because I was raised in a single-family household. Mm-hmm. My mother raised me and my brother. You know, so... It was it was so many ways that I could have went. Mm-hmm. But the, the morals that she put in me made me go a certain way. Plus, you know, it, it was the fact that I wasn't very hypnotized by the street mentality of doing certain things mm-hmm. in that way anyway. So even though... She also was in my ear. I also had my own mind to think about it, but her morals was always guiding me. You know? Like what morals? Till this yeah. day.
1: Like
0: what morals? Um, I mean, as, as far as relationship goes, she always taught me like old fashioned things. You know, like the female should be on the inside, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, like going on a first date, you know, bring flowers, open the door for a female, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, certain, certain things you should know. The things that I missed out on was like learning how to shave, learning how to fight, I could tell. you know, playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> this, this has been brought to you by Gillette. Oh man!
1: Hey. All right. So morals, morals is definitely important. Um, one thing I think we're failing in the moral category, as far as the people, is respect. Mm-hmm. That's something that I see a lot of that I don't see a lot of in the kids.
0: Yeah, I agree with kids.
1: that. And I think because it wasn't instilled in them as a child, like to right. not know the hierarchy of family, like mm-hmm. you can talk, not, that, not to say you should disrespect your sister or your brother, Right. but talking to your sister or brother in one way is fine, but you can't talk to your mother or your grandmother in that same way.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, And uh, I find
1: some people feel like Well if you talk to me in this way I can talk to you back No, if that's an adult Then I told my son If a teacher comes at you In a way that you don't like You don't argue with the teacher Because that's still an adult You tell me and let me talk to that adult you know things like that because you're still a child and you still have to remain in a child's place Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong if you are being disrespected I do agree that you should stand up for yourself but never forget that respect so now it goes on your tone Mm -hmm. and the words that you choose to use when you are um, standing up for yourself I agree with
0: that too I definitely agree with that I I feel like um, if, if you're a child you should never I was always taught not to raise your voice at your mom you know, well, I know everybody in this room says something under their breath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. under breath. Like, what? Oh, what? Man, you say? Yo, man, huh? yeah, yeah. No, nothing. 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 I ain't say nothing. <laughs> but you got, you got, you got. I'll say you got, you got kids, and and you have, you know, adults out there that that totally to parents like they like they like a nigga on the street. Yo, like yo, man, fuck is wrong with you? Or yo, yeah. you got the crazy? Are you bugging out? Yo, you, yeah. you doing this? You doing that? And I'm like. Mm-hmm. Like, like for a person that lost his mom at a young age, like, yo, son, you, you better be careful how you're talking to her. Because once she's gone, you don't regret saying those things to her. Or yes. treating her like that.
1: That's why there's a lot of times, I'm sure you've guys seen on the internet, mm. where these kids be talking to their mother some type of way. Yeah, and yeah, you have so another crazy. person... Not even you know, not even related. Yeah. It's just a stranger, like, "Yo, dude, how are you talking to your mother?" Like, because it affects you so bad yeah. that mm-hmm. you feel like you have to say something.
0: Like, I, like I, I saw um, it was a, uh, it was it was something on Instagram, and this dude was cursing his mother out, yo, like really going like on in his mother. Store, right? Yep, and a dude uh, oh, out of yeah. nowhere, I yeah, back dude ahead, out of yeah, nowhere, yeah. just knocked him out. <laughs> Boom, and then he stood on top of him, was like, "Yo." You don't talk to your moms like that, man. You don't get one of them, so by mm-hmm. him doing that, I could tell that I could tell that he he either he either lost his moms or he really he lost his moms and he really miss her. Mm-hmm. So he don't want nobody disrespecting their mother, regardless Facts. of how they treat them or anything like that. that. At the end of the day, it's your moms. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't you can't talk to your mother that way, cause that, and I and I tell this to anybody like you shouldn't talk to a female any type of way. Don't don't, don't get me twisted. There are some females that de- deserve to be called, you know, certain things. But I say, I, I have nieces, I have sisters, I have aunts, you know. I, I wouldn't want nobody calling my sisters, nieces, aunts yeah. anything crazy. So why would I say that to any other female? Well, I feel mm-hmm.
1: like the problem with that is you shouldn't talk to anyone crazy. You sh- mm-hmm. You shouldn't you know, say anything to somebody that you really would not want to be said to you, period. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not just so, oh, that's your mother. No, you shouldn't talk to anybody like that. Um, People shouldn't be all kinds of bitches and hoes every time you're mad. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody shouldn't be talked down to just because they're not doing something right because what? that's all you know how to do. That's, that's not right.
4: That's accurate. And I think But a lot of that stuff starts in the home. And, you know, parents should always be of respected. but sometimes... You know, as parents are getting much younger and younger, a lot of times you'll, mm. uh, you'll see, yeah. like, their mother talking to their mother crazy, right? So you'll, you'll see yeah. the grandchild listening to their parent, yeah. like, you know, their yeah. mom and then their mom arguing crazy, crushing each other out. And so that's what they grow up with and then that's what they end up doing too and a lot of it's very generational.
0: Yeah, or, or you see like yeah. Like, yeah, like you said, crazy. like the young the young parents cuz you honestly it's you're right.
1: That's a good point right there, yeah.
0: Cuz honestly you're right cuz a lot of like you said, a lot, a lot of young dudes don't know how to interact with a adult relationship. Right. So sometimes they'll they'll start fighting they'll, like they'll start fighting each other, like physically fighting and the kids are watching it, mm-hmm. yeah. so you know. But I don't watch that. They probably think the, the son's probably thinking like, "Oh, it's all right for me to hit a female," and the female's probably thinking like, "You know, it's all well, right to get hit." You no, know, or you know, none of the color purple. You know, she she fought everybody. You know, <laughs> Oprah man, yo, you know she you got yo. You know. Go <laughs> ahead. you told Hoppo to beat me. <laughs> 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 no, but, but but seriously, you know, you know. And, and and that's dude, it's it's so hard out there, you know, especially for our community, mm-hmm. for our men, you know, to to grow up the way we are, you know, and, and it's, it's it's very disrespectful because when you when you on a bus, post rotation, anything mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and you be hearing these kids talk, yeah, and they be so disrespectful, yeah, you, know, you be want to just grab wanna, them up, like you oh, want
1: to pluck them in the mouth sometimes, but you know you can't because they, they I don't. I say
0: nothing about plucking, right? That's. I ain't nothing you say nothing but plucking, yo. You got
1: a pluck in the mouth, no? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick. I got
4: a little worse than that. But <laughs> <laughs> well, the
1: things we're talking about right now.
0: Beatings. <laughs> Hold on. I ain't finished that, yo. Beatings. All <laughs> right? That's what they need. And, and I'm sorry, ACS. But yo, kid, they need they need the ass whip. They do. <laughs> they need the ass whip, man. Yo, I got beat with a hanger. A game controller, okay. oh,
1: calm down. a plunger. Listen, I don't. I don't think the, limit, I don't oh, think the statue of limitations stops at a certain time. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know uh, if they uh, stop at a certain time. I don't uh, want uh, anybody <laughs> coming over to your house, yeah. talking uh, you to yeah. your mother. You know, uh, what I'm just saying. Let's uh, let's, let's uh. Look, no confessions right now. I'm no saying, man.
4: moments. You lost me at plunger. I ain't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> know what to do with that right there. <laughs> now, what
0: was no Adam and <laughs> thing going on? That's exactly where I was going. I already knew it. I already knew it. let say. Yeah, plunger. Like, oh man, yo. Well, a lot of adults they like, all right, Well, my father beat me, so I'm gonna beat my kid, mm-hmm. and, and so forth yeah. and so on. Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to figure out what's wrong with yeah. him, like, why is he acting this way? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you said, there's some there's some kids <laughs> when they when they hit teenage, they, they feel like they they Superman, yo. They want to back talk, mm-hmm. put their hands in your face and yeah. start... All right, let me show you who dad is, right?
1: They start feeling
0: themselves. Exactly. Because, you, know, you know, all the girls start liking you, all right? So, you yeah, you, feeling, yeah. oh, you got a little bit of muscles, like, all, right? so all, right, all, right, all right, I ain't never oh, had that you know I call shit them? Out you. I call yeah? them little
1: hookers and hoodlums. Yeah, man. And them little hookers be getting in, the, um, getting in their face and in their ear. And then when you got a when you got a girl, you got the little hoodlums getting in their face yeah, in man, their. putting yeah. that durst you know I
0: mean? on their back.
4: Right, bro, you, you old school for real, man? <laughs> I,
2: hoodlums. I ain't gonna lie, you
4: old school for real now. Bro. Oh
0: man, like, you better have a grandmother and be like, Get off my lawn." <laughs> and you live in an apartment complex. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, we are a product of our childhood. Parents and environment. Yeah, yeah So, what we learn, we tend to pass on, which is like yeah. what he said. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. how can we even begin to be right if what we learned was wrong to begin with?
4: Well, I think at some point, as an adult, you are responsible for your own actions. You know, just because that's how you were taught or that's how you were raised, at some point, you know, you got to look at yourself and say, is this right? Because a lot of times we know it's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, or, or we know it's wrong. Yeah. And then it's like we just continue to go down the path because it's comfortable and change is uncomfortable but yeah. it's just the type of life you want for yourself and it does that align with where you're going in life. Mm. you know so I think if you know it's it's not you know going to get you t- to the end result of, of what you want and you got to make a change and it starts with accountability of yourself because it's very easy to blame you know your mom, your dad, oh your uncle you know but at some point as, as an adult you do have to say okay, something is not right. Do I seek help? Do I acknowledge that, hey, there is something wrong? And what I'm doing is not producing the results that, I'm, that I am really want.
1: And you touched it right there when you said we have to seek help. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something that we don't do. Yeah. There, there are a lot of undiagnosed
0: <laughs> yeah, people, people
1: out there, out there right again, now. Yeah, man. And, you know, abuse is not always physical.
0: Mm-hmm. A
1: lot of it is emotional, and sometimes... When I say there are a lot of undiagnosed, there are people out there who are very negative and hateful and mm-hmm. say things and don't take responsibility for the things that they're saying and how they're hurting people. Mm-hmm. But how do you get people to seek help that you know they need when they think they're fine? Or, listen, I am who I am and what I am and it is what it is. But mm-hmm. yeah, how do you, like...
4: Well, I, I mean, to be honest, you, feel some, you can't change people. You know, like, you can try and advise the best that you know how. Mm-hmm. But if somebody is adamant on staying where they are, the only thing that I can't control is whether I'm going to rock with you or not. Yeah. And wow, be close. Because yeah. just because we used to be cool don't mean that we can stay close. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because, and because mm-hmm. your toxic behavior is contagious. You know, it's like a cancer and it spreads.
1: Wait, wait, repeat that. Time out. Repeat that.
4: <laughs> no, nah, I said your toxic behavior is like cancer and it spreads. Yeah. You know, and that's something at some point, and but that's what I mean by for me
0: you are so corny man I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry if she is so corny
1: what I needed people to hear that twice not once but twice all right it is it's contagious
0: it is because she, she said that in the, in the first podcast
3: nah.
1: you know she said that in the first podcast I was so even thinking about that you know You're absolutely right and at what point do we now have to start taking responsibility when we just know better because I say that to say as a kid you however your, uh, your nature or your nurture is, you really can't help it. But once you get, I think, in high school, when you're actually learning more about the world and, mm-hmm. and how life works, is, is that the point in time where we should start to realize if we have a problem and if we can try to fix it? Well,
4: everybody comes to the realization in different ages and different stages of their life. And a lot of times in high school, like you said, like a lot of times you think you know everything. That's true. so a lot of times you don't yeah, come to that's the realization correct.
0: That's, true. that's correct
4: so a lot of times you don't really come to the re- to realization so you could be mid-20s you could be 22 23 24 25 Shoot, some people don't even realize until it's 30 mm-hmm. you know but when you realize it then it, it's like it's time for you to get some help you know because you can't do it by yourself a lot of times so. yeah it's gonna take somebody to to say hey you know this is the plan for you you know and I, I think you're right in this community we don't do it enough. And our mental health and emotional health is really not valued, and that's what I mean. The stuff, the stuff that should be valued is not valued. We value more relationships with people than we do for our own self. So we value marriage and, you know, relationships with boyfriends and girlfriends more than we do our own self, and that's part of the biggest problem. And that's a huge problem for me It's just because I hate to see that. Yeah. Because when you value your own relationship with with somebody else more than you do yourself, then your relationship with that other person is never going to be successful. Because mm-hmm. now you're dependent upon them to make you happy and yeah. to do everything. You know, when you when you should have been unpacking your bags from a long time ago.
1: I wanted to to touch base on is love. Yeah. So, I read that love is a commitment to getting yourself emotionally, mentally and spiritually sound before you invite someone else to love you. Mm -hmm. self love and knowing your self worth is essential before you make a commitment to loving someone else so like I asked from before how is it that we do begin to love ourselves like what are the things that we can do on a daily basis to to get to that love and to keep that love and to strengthen that love with us Mm
3: -hmm.
1: yes sorry, you have a question you in the back
0: yes I, I, I would say this oh by the way my name is Smitty um, I would say this
1: And you're an alcoholic <laughs> I know one um, <laughs>
0: I'll say this um, Keep a journal You know Keep a journal Always write in it You know Because you You will experience yourself In a way that No one else will You know You write down Anything personal Anything like that And do yourself a favor And read Read the passages That you wrote not, not now. But let let some time pass, and read, and you'll see how you evolve as a person. You'll like every see. Every week, you mean? Huh? No, like no, every not every week. week. week? Like let, let's let's just say you started. Let's just say you started it in January.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Go back in July, and read what you wrote in in January, and see if you feel the same way. See if your views are the same. Okay. You know, see if you feel the same way that you felt before. You know, I, f- I feel like that's that's a way to get inside your own head. You know, I mean, I mean, of course, I'll say professionally you should definitely go seek, you know, a psychiatrist or a therapist or anything like that. But a journal is always good to see what's inside of you, you to know. To see
1: if there's any growth. Yeah. Do you agree?
4: Yeah. There, um, to piggyback, yeah. There was one journal that I, I actually had. I think it's called the, the Five Minute Journal or something like that. And it makes you do, I think it's a... Uh, in the morning and at night, it's three things that you're thankful for th- and, you know, three things that you want to accomplish during the day. And then at night, it's pretty much a recap, okay. you know, and then it, it makes you give thanks uh, again to, certain, to the things that have happened during the day. So it always keeps you mm. in, a, in, in a mindset of thanks and reflecting on the good things that you've accomplished. And I don't think that we do that enough. I think that we just go about our everyday life and just go, okay, this is what I do, 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 wake up, this is what I do. But at some point, we really gotta stop and say, hey, you know what, I did accomplish this today and be thankful for that, you know? Or I did get home, yeah, or man, I, I got home safe, man. Man, that is a blessing. Yeah, it is. Because when you always keep yourself in a, that mindset of Thanksgiving, I feel like each day gets better. It's not so bad. And also, And also just celebrating yourself. Like, it's okay to celebrate yourself. Some people, I'm not saying you'd be arrogant. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's okay to celebrate um, the victories, big or small, that, that you have uh, in your everyday life. You know, I, I dropped two pounds. Some people go, oh, it's just two pounds. Nah, man, no, you dropped that's, two.
1: That's good. You
4: know what I'm saying? And some people save the celebration for the 15 pounds or the 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. Nah, celebrate the one. So you're celebrate the two.
1: celebrate the small milestones mm-hmm. also, not just the big ones.
4: To me, there are no small milestones, man. Two pounds is big. You know what I'm saying? It it may not be what the end result of what you want it to be, but Mm -hmm. that that for that two pounds for that day was big enough for me because it's gonna add up to the end result. So to me, there are no small victories, they're Mm -hmm. just victories, Mm. you know? And then always just keep yourself saying, you know, positive affirmations every single day. You know, I am blessed. You know what I'm saying? Um, (laughs) I am attractive. You know, just whatever it is that you feel about yourself, don't be afraid to say it about yourself. Because it's you. You know, like you expect compliments from everybody else. Oh, I want him to say I'm pretty. I want him to compliment me. I want him, but you want to compliment yourself. Why is that? And not in the arrogant way, but you by yourself. Yeah. Like I am accomplished. I did overcome so much from my life, you know? Yeah. So at the end of the day, I'm proud of right. that. And you know Because if you're proud of you, then a lot of times you won't be impressed by small things that people do for you, because it's like, oh, he can't make compliment. Okay, that's what he's supposed to do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, because yeah. I well, I do that for myself on a daily basis. Yeah. yeah,
1: like you don't you don't applaud the singer for merely clearing their throat.
4: Yeah, yeah, we don't applaud the the, uh, the mediocre. You know, Pe- yeah. people applaud you know not cheating. You know what I mean, to me, that's, that's standard. If you applauding for that, man, you in the wrong business.
1: Mm. You wrote a book yet? Like, where's nah, like, what's, nah. what's this That's, book? Yeah, I'm surprised we have a book
4: yet, man. <laughs> That's supposed to be coming, you know. I,
1: okay. Uh, yeah. Listen, definitely, once it's written and it's published and it's out there or when it's about to be, I would love for you to come back and talk about
0: Interview it. you number two.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Hell yeah, man. One of
1: many. One of many. Because I could definitely see you taking... Well, where are you trying to take this? you already go to different places and you speak.
4: Yeah, yeah, I go to a lot of schools, uh, u- universities, uh, nonprofit organizations uh, in New York City.
1: On different topics.
4: Yeah, various different topics. Uh, I, I do stuff on job readiness training too, because that's that's the big thing in our communities. Yeah. A lot of times, people go into interviews, they don't know what to say, how to dress. You'd be surprised. No, no, I'm um, not. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, I mean, you know, me, um, me. Yeah, I've yeah. It's been it's been very interesting what you ask certain questions and with the questions that people tell you mm-hmm. um and just the pitfalls that sometimes corporations during an in- interview may set for you um to say the wrong things so i i do a lot of um that as well uh job branding training workshops relationship workshops communication workshops and stuff like that too but me i'm, I'm trying to take this stuff you know outside of new york you know okay. um so i kind of cover new york now um within the last two years you know i've Cover right, a lot of ground, see. so I'm just trying to take it, you know, nationwide. Wrenching out?
1: Yeah. I see you going very far.
0: Well, that's cool, man. Hold on, I, I gotta touch on one thing. Hey, yeah. in in your website, I, I saw this and I just wanted to ask you a question on that. Sure. I, it says, I always provide personalized attention to help each coachie identify their personal values, strengths, and abilities and support at their personal and professional goal. Mm-hmm. All right. But, what about the weaknesses? Do you also focus on that as well, and how do you overcome that? Well,
4: yeah, well I mean I think the weaknesses are, I think the easiest part because everybody always they kind of, they tend to exploit their own weaknesses. Oh, I'm not good at this. They always tell me that, but mm-hmm. they want to ask you what are you good at. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it never fails. Like you can tell me every negative thing about yourself. I'm not good at this. I'm time management. I'm bad at this. I'm bad at that. But then I'm like, so what are you good at? And it is just, well, you know, you know I, I, I don't know. And so like that, <laughs> like that's but that's a big question to unpack in in most cases that I see. Mm. But, you know, so it, it's easy to deal with the weaknesses. Yeah. Because it's easy, it's easy to to get. It's always the bad news is always easy to pass around. You know what I'm saying? So it's really to get people to really realize what their potential is and really get their greatness out of them and pull their greatness out of them and say hey tell me what are you good at what are you passionate about and how can we get you there how fast can do you want to get there you know what I'm saying because a lot of people are stuck yeah and it's and that's the biggest word it's just stuck i mean there was a point i was stuck
1: i think we all have i think that's how you're able to relate to people is because you've been where you see they are now right? yeah and i've lost where yeah. they could be
4: i've lost my job i've lost money i've lost a lot it's just a lot of just just dif- different things you know i've been through loss so i mean but with that it's just i'm not afraid to lose anymore because it's I've already it's already happened and i'm still here
1: i want your perspective because <laughs> sometimes you get to the point where you've lost so much you're just so scared to put yourself out there because you just might lose again
4: and if you and but if you lose again You still here. I mean, I think that's the thing for me. I was never afraid to go into relationships. I was never afraid to make a jump because I fell already. I've been in failed relationships. And what's going to happen? What happened?
1: I mean, that that heartbreak So that's your question.
0: So that's that's your question. you still here. Do you feel like it's important for you? Do you feel like there's an importance of getting hurt while you're in a relationship?
1: What do you mean?
0: Yeah. I, I like like to know the value, or to know a better you. Oh, I think I know what you're saying. Yeah.
4: Well, I, I I think getting hurt is inevitable. I think whether you're young, I think unless you just get it right from the very first relationship you ever <laughs> had in life, which that's which rare, is rare, but it can happen. <laughs> I think I, I think being hurt is inevitable, and I think you learn valuable lessons. And the the thing is people tend to go in cycles and they continue to, to be hurt and hurt and hurt and hurt and hurt by the same type of person because they keep choosing the same type of person just with a, a different shell but the same inside.
0: So do hurt people hurt people?
4: Oh yeah. I I, <laughs> I think that I think that hurt people can not all the time, but they can hurt people, um, because they haven't addressed uh, some, of the, some of the hurt that they've been through. So they inflict um, their hurt on other people, I think. So sometimes that's just the way the cycle is, but it's not an excuse. Yeah. It's not an excuse just because, oh, he made me that I hate that. He or she made me this way. No, nah, you chose to be that way. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's a choice.
1: Yeah. That's, that's where the responsibility and accountability come in, right?
4: Yeah, because a lot of times it feels like, oh, like I want somebody to feel what I feel. And that and that person could be an innocent bystander, but a lot of times people just hurt people, un- unfortunately. But I do believe that there was a quote. I think it's from Rob Hill Senior. He said, heal people can heal people," and that's
1: what
4: you're doing. Mm. Yeah. Damn man, you like that? You read a book, yo. You <laughs> read a book. <laughs> that that that, hill, one, that last one wasn't people? me. That one was Rob Hill Senior. That's my guy. Uh, yeah. But uh, you said
0: heal yeah. You said "hill." On "hill." Hill, hill people yeah, can, can hill heal people. people. Yeah.
4: Yeah,
0: like alright, yeah. I'll see you next week.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Name your top three movies. My top three movies: *Carlito's Way*, mm. uh, *Scarface*, *American Gangster*. Yo, I have not seen *Carlito's Way*. I gotta watch that movie.
1: Wow, have you seen both? Well, obviously I'm not talking to you. Did you see both? Mm-hmm. Okay. Were you were you happy with the second one, the prequel, so to speak?
4: Oh, was that the one with the? Uh... Buffy. No, Mm-mm, nah, we can't do that. I love, <laughs> do you, do you I you love, love Puff. Do you count that? Like, huh? like nah, sometimes
1: I... there's a movie that comes out and it's like it was so bad, like you, it's like it never existed. Yeah, through.
4: that was one of those. I mean, I love Puff. You know, his music is incredible. He's a it icon. A, it was just but a bad movie. Yeah, so. that one right there was scrap for me. Um, <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, and I think that's when Puff started
0: started really like acting. Yeah. You know, because I know he was in Monster Ball, but there's just certain
4: movies that. To me, you just shouldn't remake. Yeah, it's just they're just what they are—the classics—and you should just leave them alone. Exactly, man. just leave it alone. Yeah, and that was one of especially them.
0: especially like the old hood movies, like Juice. Like, leave, leave all those alone, man. Yeah, leave all man, them alone, yeah. man. Don't don't remake them. Don't come out with a don't come out with a sequel if the movie's like fifteen years old. Leave it alone. It's fifteen years old for a reason. Yeah, well, like, yes
1: and no because look at the Best Man. He did that on purpose.
0: I, right, right, you know what, that that that's an exception. That that and Incredibles Incredibles But that was a
4: different genre though I think stuff like Carlito's Way That's like solid two and a half hours Of just content of incredible content I think you just gotta leave that alone Like Scarface You can't remake Scarface Please don't remake it
0: They're thinking about remaking it See that's a problem for me I I can't do it I'm not even
1: gonna think about that What I wanted to say is with Scarface That's one of those movies that came out Before it's time because mm-hmm. when it came out, it bombed at the box office. Mm-hmm. People did not um, like. Critics yeah. didn't say any good things about it. But now look at what you're saying. It's one of the greatest movies. Man, that's the right it's
4: there, a classic. It's man. a
1: classic. So yeah. it's like you know, sometimes movies just don't come out when they were supposed to.
4: Like would y'all want to see a Belly Two? No,
1: not at all.
0: Actually, it came out with Belly Two already.
1: Yeah. What you
4: mean?
0: I miss
1: that. I think you purposely. You know. Got nah, it out I, your head. I, I, then, I yeah, never yeah, even heard yeah. that before. Yes, yeah, so
0: just start um um the game.
4: Oh I, oh praise the Lord, I ain't see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we good well, over here. Well
1: All moving right. on then from that <laughs> Damn, Wow.
4: Right,
0: what's your favorite childhood memory?
4: Oh man, uh, probably playing uh with some of my childhood friends basketball. We had we had a block and we just caught up the block, man, and just hoop for hours. I think that was probably one of my finest childhood memories. That's dope. Oh man! Hey,
0: <laughs> if you had a if you had a time machine, what would you change in history?
1: It could be your history or world
0: history. Yep. yep. You could teach Michael Jackson to <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: Um. If I can go back, and I guess in world history, I think I would prevent Martin Luther King from from, from getting shot and dying because I would just want, would love to see what That'd be crazy you know what what he would say you know now now or uh, over or, over my lifetime yeah I think I think that's something that I would have loved to see how old was the King be? I don't know if he was alive right now like 70
1: uh, don't get me started with the mad hey, I'm, mad at <laughs> I'm mad at
4: not sure but it would have been very in- interesting to, been to see yeah. how he would have changed the <laughs> I don't know how he would have changed things. He's you know, so corny, man. Or well, brought us
1: together for an effective change. Yeah, hopefully. yeah.
0: Hopefully, yeah. Yo, y'all, you know what? It would be nice. I mean, we got Jesse Jackson. Okay, so thank you so much. You, you lost me on that one. No, so, I, 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 I was gonna say it would have been nice to see Malcolm X, and Martin Luther King, see
4: Obama get elected we as president. But, but, but would would that have happened um, if? Yeah, you know, like I think, like if if he stays alive, like it's like the timeline kind of could have shifted and changed everything. You know, it's not like if if Biggie didn't die, would Jay Z be Jay Z? I don't know. Maybe he would have. Maybe he wouldn't have. I'm not sure. You know, but (laughs) but but those timelines change. So (laughs) I, I, you know, I don't know. The
1: butterfly effect. Yeah. So now, how do we get in touch with you, Mr. Tillman? How can the people locate you on IG or your websites? Uh yeah,
4: know. it's everything is a at T-Til inspires. My website is Inspires dot com. Yeah. And that's what's everything.
1: your
4: IG? T-Till inspires everything. All social media is T-Till inspires.
1: Okay, okay. Ttil T I double
4: L. Is that your <laughs> game attack too? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nah. I was like, man, I'm about to look him up, man. T-Til, he can inspire me to play Spider Man. Oh
1: boy. <laughs> <laughs> What's your quote? What's your end quote for today? Oh,
0: man. <clears throat> People will say you can't do it. Your mom may even tell you you can't do it. Anyway, you're made to do in short and shorten every things. Don't let anyone tell you different, not even yourself.
1: That's. There it is. There it is. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the ENA podcast. Thank you so much, Mr. T Till, for joining us today.
4: Thank you all for having me. I really appreciate the platform. You guys are doing an amazing job here. Oh, man. Appreciate you, you. man. Thank you. All
1: right. Well, have a good day, people.
4: Yeah. Later.